Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome, welcome to the Pixelated Saucers Podcast for the week of Wednesday, September 29th, 2021. You may hear some uh, background noise, potentially, because I have my window open and someone is mowing the lawn. Also, I had some uh, computer woes, and by computer woes, I mean my computer just up and died on me. Might be the power supply, but to get it fixed because I don't know anything about computers. It would take, I think, like 21 days when I went to Micro Center. So I just went ahead of schedule and got a brand new PC, which was, uh, I mean, it's it's okay because I was planning to do this soonish. I just wasn't planning to do it nowish, which is what makes it so frustrating and just, you know, not very happy inducing but uh yeah i am recording this on my new pc and everything should be okay but in case there are any issues or whatnot just know that's the reason why uh i've been installing everything downloading everything and i think at this point i have pretty much everything ready to go and set up as need be i can't think of what else i may be missing the essentials are there, at least. Got my Audacity, Adobe Premiere, Photoshop, Streamlabs, and then my browsers and short links to Google shit. But uh, yeah, that's uh, made this an exciting week, if you want to call it exciting. But in addition to all of that, I've played some games. Yes, yes, I, I managed to play some games. You can also check out these, these games on the stream from... Tuesday, so September 28th, I was going to say 18th, I'm like, no, that's that's very wrong, but I uh, played, and we'll be talking about right now, Sable, Unmetal, A Gummy's Life, In Sound Mine, Chernobylite, and what's the last one? The Plane Effect, The Plane Effect, and let's just get right to it, because I don't need to go over how... Uh, this week has been with the whole computer thing because that's really all it's been it's just an unexpected purchase of thousands of dollars is never something anyone likes even if you are planning to make such a purchase in the nearest future being sucker punched with it right out of the blue unexpectedly not great my p my pc it just uh went uh, and then the fans would spin for like half a second and then they would just they would stop and that was it <sighs> but uh hopefully this uh new pc is a, is a good one i've been told it's good i know uh, really jack shit about hardware so i i trust my my friends who are more uh educated in those ways more experienced more knowledgeable and uh from what they said, I've got a decent machine. I can say, at the very least, encoding videos with handbrake, whoo, so much faster. So fast, I can't even handle it. I don't like it. It's, it's, it's driving me nuts. I'm also using the, the newest version of Audacity, and I can't remember if there's like spyware on this or not. I, I don't know if that was debunked or uh, if uh, I have to go back and get uh, the, the older version. Because you can, you can get... I believe all the versions are available to download if you if you want. 
But uh, I also realized with the new PC that certain programs had received updates, and I just never updated them, like Handbrake. The new Handbrake interface is uh, a little bit different. There's a, a few more options and whatnot, especially in the resolution, I think, tab, or just video tab. It may be video, but specifically where all the resolution is and everything, there is a bit more going on. I'm like, what the hell is all this shit? And for whatever reason, I don't know how to fucking turn this off. But when I am converting a file and I want to redo it because the output, the, the file that I got was not to the standards or expectations I was hoping for, because I'm basically trying to get a consistent bitrate for all my videos for my Plex server, and I want them to be around 5,000 uh, whatever bytes a second. <laughs> <laughs> and um I'm not I'm not doing a constant bit rate or whatever. I'm doing the the uh what is it called? What is it called? I'm doing constant quality. So it's this number RF blah blah blah. I'm not doing an average bit rate uh is is what I mean. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm an idiot. But uh I'm going for about 5 kilobytes or whatever. Uh, 5,000 for the average bit rate. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, every movie's not created equally. Older ones that have a lot of grain or this or that, um, they won't all use the same RF number to get those uh, desired results. So I sometimes have to redo movies. I often have to redo movies to get them in that perfect space. And now with the new handbrake, when I do that, it brings up this stupid scroll over information regarding the consequence. I'm like, why? I'm not even scrolling over it. I don't. I don't know. How, like, how the fuck do I just get rid of this? I don't want you to do it ever for me. Handbrake. I don't need you to tell me what constant quality means. I know. So stop giving me this hover detail bullshit, especially when I'm not hovering over it. God damn it. Anywho, that that rambling out of the way. I'm just. Speaking nonsense. Oh, Sable. So Sable is probably one of the bigger indie releases of this past week or so. And I believe it is on Game Pass. I got a code for it. And this is a game all about exploration. You got some puzzle solving and all that. But there's no real fail state or enemies or anything like that. It's just about exploring this deserty world. And one of the things that stands out about it, the thing that probably stands out the most are the visuals, but more so than that, the animation style. It is trying to mimic traditional cell animation. So you may look at it and think the frame rate is off, but it's just that there aren't as many frames to the animation. So it looks a bit herky-jerky, but it is a stylistic choice. And I think it looks amazing. I think both... From a stylistic standpoint and an animation standpoint, it looks fan-fucking-tastic. However, while you may think that the animation style is due to frame rate issues, there are actual stuttering issues with the game, and it stutters a whole bunch, and it ruins the experience for me because I, I really can't handle that kind of 
stuttering and whatnot because it, it, it just gives me a headache. Some people get motion sickness from this or that. I can't deal with... Fr- I can't deal with screen tearing or stuttering. That really bothers me. So if that doesn't maybe bother you, it could be okay. But from what I played, after the somewhat talky intro, you're just thrown into this world with some objectives to do. You're not given much direction. You can call on your compass to guide you in the direction of certain things at times. But even when you get missions or tasks like going to this temple or whatever the compass is not going to guide you to the temple so the compass i think is just sort of there for the most simplest or basic i don't know i don't know what the compass is there for from what i've played it it guided me to these people of interest and the the thing it will do 100 percent of the time is guide you towards your little bike your your glider bike thing your sand dune buggy whatever you want to call it that glides on air it doesn't have wheels or anything so it's very star warsy pod racery or the <laughs> I, I don't know star wars i don't know what the hell any of that shit's name uh is called i can't speak i'm not me i'm a little loopy because you know i i spent a lot of money it's fucking monday I was not expecting to spend that much money. Um, you know, what the like the scouters ride, I think. And you see them mainly in Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, and then the the, the, the Force area. I, be- I believe they're the scouts that are riding those, right? They're the fucking coolest looking stormtroopers to me. They have the, those cooler looking masks. They kind of look... They look somewhat like... not. It's not No-Face. Is it No-Face? From the screen movies? Is that what they call them? They call them something. I can't remember. But or, No Face is spirited away, right? <laughs> or did they call them both No Face? <laughs> I'm so confused right now. But, uh... No, it's not No Face. It's something face, right? Who cares? The screen movies suck. But... They're... <laughs> the Scout's Mask. At least the ones I like. They look something like that. I think, from what I can remember scream boy looking like anywho it's kind of like one of those things that they ride <laughs> that you ride and your compass long story short the compass will always guide you to that fucking thing okay okay people but the gamer is really just about exploring this world finding new things solving puzzles so far that seem pretty straightforward and you have the ability to climb anything i don't know if your stamina will build over time but I, I like that mechanic. I, I wish any game that had an exploration tint to it, side to it, had the ability or gave you the ability to just climb freely anything and that it was all based on stamina. The one issue, though, with the stamina system is that the icon, which is like a diamond or a sideways square, which you could also call a diamond, <laughs> uh, the... The stamina, when full, is white. And when it's depleting, it's just basically losing some of that opacity. And it's really hard to see how much stamina you have left. I don't know where else I was going to... I was going to say how much stamina you have and how much stamina you have left. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm just talking about how much stamina you have left. Because you know how much your total stamina is because it's just that fucking diamond. 
it's just the diamond. So that that's a bit of a problematic design choice. That would be nice because it, it does, or it is more readable depending on the background. So what the stamina meter is up against, it'll be more readable, but even on darker backgrounds, it still is somewhat hard to read. And the people watching the stream also agreed and commented on that fact that you can't really see the stamina meter and how much you have left so that you can judge if you're going to reach where you're trying to go or not. But once they iron out the kinks, basically removing that stuttering because other things I can deal with. I can deal with the stamina meter being hard to read and the lack of guidance is something that I find problematic in some games, but in this one, I do just find the world so fascinating and, and so interesting and, and it, it just the sheer beauty of it makes me want to explore it and discover things on my own. So I like that it's not holding my hand too much. But it wouldn't be bad if it had a bit more guidance, if it held your hand a little bit, if there were some options, accessibility options that allowed for that. Because the compass, from what I've played, really wasn't doing much of anything. You think that maybe the compass would be that fallback system that allows you to get direction when you just want to get to the next point of interest and whatnot. But it wasn't doing that from what I played. But yeah, the starting just ruins any chance of it being worth, or, or for me, it ruins any chance of me wanting to continue with it now. But based on my initial impression, knowing that, hoping, but I, I feel pretty confident, it seems like, you know, a pretty notable release, and that would lead me to be more confident in them actually going in and updating it and fixing the technical issues. I will 100% make this an Attack the Backlog game in the nearish future, hopefully, maybe in the distant, I don't know, uh, once all those things are kinked out, uh, ironed out, not kinked out. Ain't no kinky stuff here, boys and ladies. Ah! Uh, but yeah, that's Sable. If you have an Xbox, I am 99.9% .9 sure it is available uh, via Game Pass. So if you have an Xbox and Game Pass, you can check it out for free and see if the stuttering is problematic to you. And I'm not sure if it is a console-only Game Pass thing or if it's on PC as well. I'm not I'm not sure there. The next is Unmetal, which is a unabashed uh, Metal Gear clone-inspired game, specifically the NES ones, so Metal Gear, Sans the Solid, and I think it looks great, plays well overall, and it, it's very Metal Gear-y, it's, it's so fucking Metal Gear-y, it's kind of crazy, but the problem with the game is that it talks too much, it just won't shut the fuck up, and it thinks it's so funny. That is one of the biggest problems with it. It thinks it's so funny and so clever. And it just belabors the fucking point all the time. It just goes on and on and on. Because in addition to just talking all the time and breaking from the action and the gameplay to give you this information or that information, it just trails on into nonsense. and just goes on and on and on and on. Like me doing right here. And it's, it's frustrating because there are times when the 
cheekiness and the humor and stuff like that feels more organic when you are interacting with the environment and then it'll transition to a little cutscene where you're talking because you're basically a snake like except you're fox instead of snake and you look like snake you sound like snake it even has like when you open up the walkie talkies it has the same kind of codec sounding noise when you die it sounds like it is in some ways it feels like it's just different enough from metal gear to not deal with any legal action but what i like about the the cheekiness of the story is when you go around and you just punch a lot of boxes or whatever for no reason and then it'll chime in or it'll transition to you talking to the person because you're basically like being inter, uh, interrogated and they'll say why why were you just punching a bunch of boxes there for for seemingly no reason and then your dude fox would just be like oh, you know it just felt like you know sometimes you just want to punch some boxes is, is there anything wrong with that and when those little nuggets of information came about i liked it but when it kept breaking me from the the action to give me some quip or some joke or go on and on about something or other i was just like man well this game shut the fuck up already i i grew really sick of the 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 story and i think the humor misses way more than it ever hits and that ultimately kills the experience some of the gameplay is not great. The firing of your initial weapon, which is an eye patch that you use to make a slingshot, which you then fling uranium pellets or whatever at your enemies in a little boss fight. But an example of how it just goes on and on is that you get to this boss fight and then you're, you're watching the level change as you're talking about it, which is kind of cool, but ruined by just how excessive everything is you are in this open space and the the person interrogating is like okay well why didn't you just go up to them and knock them out or this or that why couldn't you attack them close range oh there, there was like this moat there and then there were these tentacles coming out of it and then these spikes that were going up and down up and down and then there were these flame things coming out and blah blah blah, 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 blah. and it just goes on and on and on and you're like okay i fucking get it i get it game I get it. And then the interrogator's like, okay, I understand. There's a bunch of shit going on, but just for the purpose of this, I'm going to fucking ignore. I'm not going to write any of this stuff down. And then it just all disappears. So you just wasted my time for a joke that wasn't actually funny. And that's what I think the game does way too much is waste my time with jokes. It clearly thinks are funny and I'm not laughing. So that's a bit of a disappointment because I, I play through the first level and I don't know, I probably spent 40 minutes playing it and uh, maybe 20 minutes of that or more was me getting talked to and hearing all these dumb jokes and stuff like that. So it just talks too much. If, if, it, if it changes things up later down the line uh, in later levels, that is, could, could be all right. Could be all right. But I don't know. I, I might go back to it because... There is still a lot about it I do like. I just wish it would shut the fuck up. And it just, God. I know. It's, it's like the video game version of me. 
You, you just want me to shut the fuck up. But I go on and on and on, and I can't help it. I can't help it. But what I can help is, uh, that's no fucking transition. Next up, Gummy's Life. A Gummy's Life is basically Gang Beast or any of those physics-based knock the other player off the platforms or whatever, be the last one standing type of games. You can play against real people or AI. You can have up to 15 AI in a level, which is way too much for some of these levels. But it's funny, I guess, and silly. There are a lot of gummy versions of things to play as. And you can adjust the colors. You can add hats and glasses and stuff like that when you unlock them there is online play in addition to local and thankfully i was worried that it was going to be dead on arrival but thankfully it does has uh does have cross platform play so i was able to get into a match immediately i just looked at a list of multiple matches or probably a dozen right there uh, and i probably could have scrolled through other pages and uh was able to get into a match with other people super easy the, the way people were playing online was all right. I, I didn't understand why people were enjoying this, but I basically got into one level where it was a clock. You're, you're on top of a clock face. And everyone just preferred not attacking each other and waiting for the level to start going smaller and, and dropping. And that wasn't fun. Playing against the AI was just hectic as hell. I think... Some of the gummy designs are fucking weird as shit, and they don't make any sense. And I, I think they're a little bit gross. The cherry is probably the biggest. What the fuck is this thing? I don't understand it. It's fucking weird. But I think where a gummy's life excels is in the level design. That is the part of the game I appreciated the most and looked at. It, I'm like, yeah, this is this is pretty neat. I'm sure other games of this ilk have similar level design, but that is the one thing that stood out to me because this is just another one of those Gang Beast types game. And like, I don't, it's $20. If if you love these types of games and you, you're sick of the ones you already play, I guess, check it out. But it is just that. There's no type of campaign or anything like that. There's There's nothing other than the multiplayer, whether online local or against the the computer and that's it you have a handful of modes like free for all team deathmatch and king of the hill and, and maybe one more and that's it but uh going back to the level design like the clock face one i like that because initially you're just fighting against your combatants your fellow combatants on the clock face and gradually over time, the face, the, the base part of the face will fall to the ground. It'll just fall down. And you'll be left with all the numbers standing and the minute and hour hands. And then they'll start spinning around and you'll have to jump uh, to avoid them. And I thought the way the, like that's just one example, but there are other examples too. And I think the way the levels change over time to push you towards, you know, if a level is taking a while, you want the level to adapt so that it'll be harder and get things moving faster. And I think the way the levels are designed 
for that. Uh, it's pretty cool, clever, and I, I dig that. But it's just another one of those games. So if you like that, if you want one of those, check out A Gummy's Life. If not, then then don't. Then In Sound Mind is a psychological horror game, first person, where you play as a doctor who is checking in on his patients who passed away. And I I like this game quite a bit, though I don't know how much more I'll be able to play because it has an easy difficulty but not a safe mode, and it is more along the lines of run-and-hide horror than shoot-and-kill horror. You do find a gun, or you find parts where you can then build it, put it together, and have a gun, which you can use to essentially temporarily temporarily disable an enemy so the enemies work more like nemesis and whatnot than just a traditional zombie you can halt them for a moment you can stun them but you can't overall kill them and i got to the first area where this this one being is persistent and chasing me and it's scary i think the story is very interesting. It's one of the more interesting stories I've experienced in a game like this, which is why I find the lack of a safe mode sad because I just don't know how much of this I can handle. I, I might, I think I'm going to come back to it and, and try to see how much I can power through while streaming it because streaming it makes games like this a bit easier to digest because I'm not doing it alone. But but the one the one negative I'd say is that the key art and everything and the description it makes it sound like it's going to get way more psychedelic and trippy and up until the point I'm at that really hasn't been the case not to the extent that I was expecting at least I was expecting more Lovecraftian more if you've seen the movie uh, the Nicolas Cage movie Color Out of Space more along those lines and it's not that it's it's way more traditional and grounded and and normal in a way these things can be normal but i really like the direction the story is going and the way it's handling the story and it's not just like there's backstory there's a lot of sadness to the one i'm currently dealing with and i really like that the the problem though like i said is that there's no safe mode and this this first being this first like real being, because there was one before the one I, I, I'm dealing with now. But this one, when they see you, they, whew, they are fucking fast. They are super fucking fast. They saw me maybe like 30 feet away. I moved like half a second and they were already up on me. And I fucking lost my shit. I, I was like home too fast. Too fast, too fast, and way too furious. That thing was fast and furious, and it was all up in my business. But I, I spoilers, because I still have a few more games to talk about. Inside Mine is by far my my favorite. You, ignoring, or if you know, we didn't have the issues with Sable, technically speaking, that would probably be my favorite. But Inside Mine is currently my favorite of these games. But I can see Sable easily being my number one when uh, it uh, gets uh, fixed. But I, I think Inside Mind has a lot going for it. And I think if you aren't as skittish as someone like me, 
if you aren't prone to being scared so easily, such a little baby, then I think Inside Mind is 100% worth checking out. I, I had a really good time with what I played, despite it scaring the shit out of me when I decided to move on to something else because of how much it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Then uh, Chernobylite is a survival horror thing. I played a bit of it, and I, I find parts of it structurally interesting and the way you can handle situations uh, both aggressively and maybe talking your way out of it and stuff like that because this is all happening in Chernobyl and it's touching on that and radiation and, and whatnot like that. There are trivia things to this as well. It's This game unexpectedly scared the shit out of me pretty early on with a fucking annoying-ash fucking jump scare. Holy crap. But I don't I don't think it's a performance thing, but it's so sluggish. It feels so sluggish that I, I think there were some performance hiccups though, especially like when spinning around a lot, that it just even more so than Sable, it was giving me a headache. So I couldn't really play much of it and therefore I can't speak much to it. But it it feels the the problem really for me is that I didn't put enough time to it, uh, time into it to really know or say, but it feels very metroy. And up until the point I played, I didn't see anything about it unless you've already played the Metro games. Any reason to recommend it over the Metro games, outside of of course if you've already played them, because it looks pretty good. Except the character models are not that great. Voice acting really solid, really solid voice acting. It defaults to Russian with English subtitles, or you can uh, get English voice acting. And the English voice acting, the English voice acting was good. It was solid, but the Russian voice acting was really good. It was really good. I would definitely recommend playing it that way. But it 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 nails atmosphere. It's immersive. I was interested in the world and. It, exploring it and seeing more of this story and everything i just found it gameplay wise to be a bit too sluggish and a, a bit rough at times movement wise where it, it did feel like it was chugging and the frame rate was dropping so it just again is a game where performance has hindered it to the point where i can't in its current state deal with it and, and whether or not it'll be changed because I think part of it is, is just more of a design choice than performance. I think probably the majority of uh, my issues with it are related to its purposeful design choices than any performance things. But uh, my mouth is getting dry because I'm thirsty. I guess you know that's what happens when your mouth is dry. <laughs> More disgusting. That was gross. I'm made myself choke with how gross that was right there. And I am not cutting that out. This is just gonna be a raw episode. No cutting out. I don't want to edit anything right now. I'm just gonna put this this thing out. But then the plane effect is a puzzle game where you are a man, 
everyday working man in a dystopian society, and you're just trying to get home from work. And you deal with a bunch of puzzles along the way. And from a visual standpoint, I really like it. It's got a bit of an inside vibe to it. Very minimal color palette. Uh, mostly just black, whites, and grays with a smidgen of color here and there. But uh, it is a very traditional point-and-click adventure type of game puzzle-wise in that the puzzles are incredibly convoluted and require stupid thought processes. And uh, not they're not stupid, just annoying convoluted thought process and requiring you to do things in a certain order even though there's no real reason why this order would make more sense over another order where it's like okay flip this switch and then do this thing even though the switch didn't have anything to do with this thing and it's just like all right whatever you clearly want me to do to do this a certain way and just that way and if I don't do it that way, I just can't do anything. There are multiple hint systems or, or, or difficulty levels. One that will provide you with like a regular hint system and then one that was just kind of like here. Here's a trail to where you need to go if you just want to experience a story and stuff like that. But I played through the first two areas and it just didn't do anything outside of looking nice to hook me. I, I didn't think what story was there was all that interesting. I just, I fell off it really fast and really easily. Uh, so yeah, that, that's the plain effect. Looks cool, but uh, not my kind of puzzle game. I don't, I don't like these puzzles. I, 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 no, 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 no. And like the story is so minimal there's no dialogue or writing, I don't think, from the bits I played. So it's not like you have a story to pull you through. And the art can only do so much. And the art isn't that the art isn't good enough to make me want to see the next environment or stuff like that, like a machinarium or whatever. Because uh, this is uh, like a close-up 3D isometric fixed camera perspective, not 2D. Uh, or anything like that. But uh, yeah, that, that's it. That's all. Still playing plenty of Apex Legends. I don't know what I'm going to play the rest of this week. I feel like with the, the new PC thing, it's just throwing a wrench and everything. It might, you know, and they just uh, reset, or it's the split for the, the ranked mode. I could just make this another Apex week. Who cares, right? When I'm playing Apex, most people are watching. Nobody's following, but most people are watching. Anywho, whatever. doesn't matter. That is it. That is all. Once again, I am Marcus Ness. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and Attack the Backlog, both of which are available on podcast services across the globe. And if you'd like to watch the video version of Attack the Backlog and other videos down the line, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sauces and watch episodes there. If you'd like to see me playing the games that I play 
for Attack the Backlog and other games as well, like Apex. I just talked about it like a friggin' minute ago. You can go over to twitch.tv slash pxsausage and watch me play there. Join in, chat me up, follow all that jazz. I don't like that movie, all that jazz. Anywho, that is again twitch.tv slash pxsausage. Sausage. If you'd like to check out the art I make, because I make art in addition to all this garbage, and I wouldn't say my art is garbage. That's one of the things that I wouldn't say is garbage. I'd say it's nonsense. There's no meaning behind it. But if you look at something of mine and you are like, this, I, I, this makes me feel this. That is valid. You can find meaning in my art, even if I didn't put any meaning in it. That's how it works. That's how it works. But never, never say, I meant this when I made this piece of art or whatever. If people tried to place meaning for me in art and say that's what I meant when I made it, I hate those people more than anything. But uh, I digress. You just go back to the site, pixelatedsausage.com. Check out the art there. And if you see something you like, you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you... Fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. That really does help. It would help a lot with the the PC, the cost of the PC right now too. Uh, So maybe join it if you haven't already. We're only a few away from 10 patrons. Not a lot. You only have to chip in a buck. And with that buck, you'll be able to suggest a game for me to stream and play for Attack the Backlog. Do it once a month at the beginning of each and every month you got a week to make a suggestion and then there'll be a poll for voting and whatever wins i will play later that month for attack the backlog if i'm liking it i'll keep playing it up until the end if i'm not it'll just be for that one night but uh that's a nice little perk that you can get if you join the patreon at any tier any amount of money you can Force me to play whatever you want that is in my collection. And I have plenty to choose from. It's October. It's soon to be October. Want to make me play bad horror games? Or you want to make me play super scary horror games? Fucking go at it. Want me to play Outlast for three hours? Force me to play Outlast for three fucking hours? Have fun. I won't. But I'm sure everyone watching will. Anywho, that is it. That is all. Thank you again everyone i hope you enjoyed this here episode and i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day a wonderful rest of your week and an absolutely lovely week and bye